Hey, I'm Andrew. And I'm Chris. Welcome to episode three of True Believers, a comic book podcast, our weekly show about all things comics. During our first episode, we discussed the background of Loki Laufason, um in preparation for watching the Disney Plus show that just came out and actually just finished. Um, so today we're actually going to be going over the show with a lot of spoilers. A lot of spoilers. And I really don't care if you haven't seen it because at this point you've had a couple weeks. There was um, only six episodes. So if you haven't seen it and you want spoilers, just, you know, keep listening. Okay. So during our last episode, I talked about how one of the most significant storylines for Loki in the modern era was Journey into Mystery. Well, I'd like to call this show the Journey into Plagiarism. (laughs) I mean, you got to explain. You can't just come out with that. (laughs) Okay. So one of my favorite movies of all time is this movie called The Adjustment Bureau. It came out in 2011. It was directed by um, George Nolfi and it's based on a a Philip K. Dick story from like 1954, I believe, called The Adjustment Team. Um, It's either, it was made in the mid 1950s, okay? But the concept of the movie is that no one really makes exactly their own choices. We are all following along the chairman's plan the chairman presides over the adjustment bureau and the adjustment bureau enforces the chairman's plan for the universe as it updates and changes um, through their caseworkers who go around um, just making subtle changes to the timeline to keep everything on the predetermined path i firmly believe that the concept of the time variance authority is plagiarized well not plagiarized but i don't i don't think it's right to say plagiarized but i think it's definitely inspired by this philip k dick storyline it definitely sounds like it because that's exactly what happens in loki they're all watching the timeline and making sure that nothing changes you know okay um so the concept of the loki show when we get to episode one um apparently in avengers endgame they go back in time and they move a lot of stuff around or something or they go to alternate universes or something i didn't watch the movie and loki 2012 avengers movie sees an opportunity once they're trying to move the tesseract grabs it and then immediately he's arrested by the time variance authority (laughs) they pull him into the tva headquarters which i looked it up because i thought their lobby was very ugly and it was (laughs) the atlanta marriott marquee hotel um it was very nice in a 60s mod kind of way but it it gives you the feeling that you are in and out of time, which I guess was the perfect ambiance for this TV show. That's so funny you said that because I was going to say that it was like a very um, old timey, like it it feels very timed in there, in the lobby. It's like a liminal space, you know, and that's, yeah. that's what yeah. it was giving. The, the set dressing, that's what it was giving. Everything like, was so like, is mundane the right word? Because everything was just like brown, basic colors, you know? It was, it was like calculated mundanity that is the exact way i would describe that andrew you are a genius i love you so much (laughs) it was so just basic like even the way that the agents dressed like it was it was it was giving men in black and in the logie show it was just like how much boring stuff can we pile onto these people yes it was so i mean but i know that's exactly what they were going for because it's a boring job you know I personally love it. I love pointless bureaucracy. It's my favorite trope. Like, it was a Rube Goldberg machine of unhelpfulness that entire time. Like, they, they like, steal him away. They burn all his clothes. 
they were like, yep, are you a robot? And he was like, no. What would happen if I am a robot? You would burn from the inside out. And then <laughs> this this one guy literally printed out a bunch of papers and like stuck them in front of him and was like, can you please sign the top paper stating that that's everything you've ever said? And he was like, what? And then he prints out another paper and he was, he was like, now sign there. And then he said something else. And he was like, sign there, please. And this man is like, <laughs> shut the F up. He's like, this please was just sign so this, please. funny. But yeah, so the TVA basically just watches the timeline to make sure everything goes exactly as it's supposed to, right? Yes, so... the TVA is, um, it's, it's, it's literally just supposed to be bureaucracy that, but it doesn't actually in the comics um, watch the entire, watch the whole of reality. It just governs a si- uh, significant like number of realities, according to marvel.fandom.com, which is where I do some of my best research. The show, the show started off very slow and I just could not focus on it. Like, I just did not care what was happening at oh. all. <laughs> I will say that the slow start was it was perfect for me as a watcher because like I told you I love pointless bureaucracy though so the like the mundane stuff they were doing I was like ha! I just didn't I, I okay I gotta be honest I didn't watch like half of the episode because I just couldn't pay attention to it because it was just so boring to me I was literally texting you so yeah um I understand but there <laughs> there were some real highlights in the episode they were like, okay, so there, there are variants. You're a variant, which means you're a version of yourself that decided to go away from the sacred timeline. Um, so mm-hmm. we're going to have to kill you. You're going to die. And he was like, I'm a god, whatever. And then he tries to use magic on the judge. And she's looking at him like, magic powers don't work here, Mr. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. Like, the every part of it was embarrassing. Like, he got punched in the face by Hunter B-14, who was the the pretty lady from um, Lovecraft Country. I don't remember her name because I only watched one episode of Lovecraft Country. And we had, in the first episode, we had Hunter B-15, who is this gorgeous lady from Lovecraft Country. She's so pretty. We had Tara Strong as Miss Minutes. So then they introduced us to um, Agent Mobius. He's one of those TVA characters who I was like, oh, okay. I saw him and I was like, oh, moving on. And then I noticed about five minutes in him talking that it was Owen Wilson. Oh, yeah. When Mobius. Sh- okay. Yeah. I was. Yeah. When he shows up, you can hear his voice, but I didn't recognize him at first. I was know? really tired. So I knew that Owen Wilson was in the show vaguely, but I don't know what I thought he was going to be doing, but it wasn't that. And then we got this wig on him and whoever laid that wig should be arrested. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, I didn't recognize him. He got I recognized this- his voice. He why he got an auntie wig on came straight from the beauty supply it was not cute it was not giving what it could have gave and I was like Marvel with all y'all's money the thing that really got me about Lightning McQueen as Agent Mobius and Mobius was the fact that he like he was like your honor I'll take the variant I need to ask him some questions and they were like, all right, then, you know, you take him. So he sits him in this theater and is just like watching his life back and forward. And then he forwards it and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, you never experienced this, but you you try and get them to kill Odin or Thor or whatever when they take you back to Asgard and they kill your mom. How do you feel about that? And then like, so, okay, so eventually Loki leads the entire TVA on a small manhunt through their building because he grabs agent mobius's 
what was it called a tempad or something and he just he's not like smart enough to really figure out how it works so he's just flipping around through the tva he gets one um employee and he's like hey what's your name and the guy's like oh my name's casey and he's like casey you give me the tesseract or i'm gonna gut you like a fish and he was like what's a fish and then he flips back and they're chasing him all around the TVA, right? So he eventually gets back to this time theater and he fast forwards his life to the end and he's like, I'm gonna die? You know, I do have to say that even though I thought the show was kind of boring, I do think it was like visually very pretty, the first episode watching the TVA. Um, what I thought was really interesting, okay, so they do this whole presentation in the middle of the show about the sacred timeline and the timekeepers blah 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 okay so with the sacred timeline we've had racism segregation slavery like that's part of the sacred timeline for y'all all right then but okay thanos killing half the world part of the timeline okay so the whole point of the tva right is that they're hunting down these variants and trying to realign the timeline right and so mobius at the end of the first episode he's like well we're hunting a really infamous variant who's been killing uh timekeepers no not timekeepers who's been killing minutemen and time agents or whatever and Mm -hmm. we need your help to hunt them down and loki's like well who the hell could this be and then he's like it's you and i was like (gasps) and i was genuinely surprised but i don't know why because obviously it seems like that's like that's obvious they telegraph that so early and they mobius i think even says at his little trial that i'm pretty sure he even says at his trial that um that they've hunted down a lot of loki's before probably but it's one of those things that seems obvious in hindsight because i was shocked too i was like whoa what do you mean like loki's out here killing people too like whoa wow we're really shocked that a megalomaniac who's tried to take over the galaxy several times will kill people i was like i was really they set it up right they set it up very well they did and then we lead into oh so the first episode is called glorious purpose you know loki says in the avengers that he's burdened with glorious purpose or whatever and we're all like shut up at that point in time but then we get (laughs) we get to episode two the variant they were really out here playing criminal minds (laughs) around the episode and it like it like made me mad because i was sitting there like what are y'all doing like they go to wisconsin and then one of the um one of the hunters gets their mind uh taken over by the variant and then you see the variant that's hooded loki is like stalling everybody to like let the variant get away and then the variant actually kidnaps the hunter which was crazy um it was a whole like wild sequence of events and hunter beef was it b 50 is it B B fifty two is a plane. Hunter B fifteen is the really pretty lady, and she's like, they have taken C twenty. Yeah, see, I had issues following this episode too because I also thought that this was really boring. They set it up so slow, and I just I was so annoyed with it because it was just so slow. Um, so they go around to a bunch of different places, and I was like, child, anyway. So because I hate when they travel in st- in shows. Um, see, there was that part too. I thought. I, I don't like things like that. But when they got to Pompeii at the, or Pompeii, I thought it was going to be interesting. Pompeii. And it just, it wasn't. I was like, you you did like probably the most interesting thing you could have done. But the execution was so bad that it was like, how do you ruin one of the world's biggest events, you know? How do you make that boring? The whole thing was like, what's crazy is they actually went to like 
a grocery store in in like I think it was in Alabama in the future and that was the most interesting part of the episode first of all they were in Alabama second of all they were in a grocery store you see why that should have been the least interesting thing about it yeah but they went to Pompeii and that was uh, boring but they're in a grocery store in Alabama and that was the only part of the episode I actually watched B15 she was like she is she is the show and she is mm-hmm. she's ready to throw down. She's like, yep, yeah, we got to defend the timeline. I was like, period, queen, because, you know. Yeah. So they are in the grocery store. And then and there's like some guy there that uh, the evil variant is possessing. Right. Yeah. It was like three different guys. And then the variant took over Hunter B-15. And then I was like, oh, man, you finna lose. But then somehow Loki beat her. I don't understand that, truly. But it happened. And then the variant reveals themselves, and it's a woman, like a blonde woman. I was so shocked. I know at that point, I was excited about Lady Loki because I even said that in like our episode zero, right? I was like, that's something I want to see from the show. So then she actually showed up. The funniest thing is in the show, I said I wanted to see other versions of Loki because I like when they pop up. So we both got what we wanted in a weird way. Yeah. Well, no, I got what I wanted in a supreme way, but we're not there yet um so so she she uses all these reset charges that she's gotten from the hunters and the like minutemen or whatever i think that's what the soldiers were called i'm pretty sure they're called minutemen isn't that funny i have no idea what they were called if i just don't know yeah i'm just trusting you on this one that's what i remember hearing but again i was very sleepy i promise Um, i did watch this show So she like sets off bombs all throughout the timeline and then she gets a temp pad and she like teleports away and Mobius is like, no, Loki, I wish I could do a really good Owen Wilson impression, but I can't. And Loki like follows after her and is like, woo. And then we get to episode three. See, I was excited when we saw Lady Loki because I thought that meant that Lady Sif might be coming in. And, you know, I thought she was so pretty. Jamie Alexander plays her. Anyway, so episode three starts and... You basically figure out that Lady Loki's name is Sylvie, which I think is not a pretty name, personally. Well, I don't like Sylvie as a name either, but um, the character that they use for the show is actually based on two characters, like the Lady Loki, who, you know, is just Loki, and Sylvie Lushton, who thought that she was Enchantress. It's a whole thing. It's like a Young Avengers thing. Like, she joins the Young Avengers. She really thought she was Asgardian, but really her mind was being enchanted by (laughs) Loki. Like it all, like all roads are gonna lead back to Loki because, like I said, he's just straight up evil in the comic book. He's an asshole. He's just an asshole and a bad friend. Uh, That's a, a direct quote. Friend. <laughs> it's a direct quote from Agent Mobius and Mobius, who is my favorite character in the show, aside from Hunter B fifteen. So we figure out that Lady Loki slash Sylvie. I'm only gonna call her Lady Loki because I hate the name. No, you is... gotta say Sylvie. Oh, I guess you do because it's whatever. So she just wants to destroy the TVA to gain free will again because she's like, if you're controlling everything, we don't really have free will. And I'm like, okay, okay, I get that. You are onto something. You don't have free will. You want it. I get it. They try to kill you because you did something that wasn't part of their plan. Like, come on. What's crazy is they don't even tell us what the thing is. Oh, I'm getting kind of ahead of ourselves with this. Yeah. That's for the that's the next episode. But this episode, you find well in actually in the variant episode two you find out um through loki's research on the tva that timelines or like w- cataclysmic or apocalyptic events like things that worlds and places that are about to be destroyed 
it's a good place for a variant to hide because there's almost no way that you can cause a nexus event uh, to alert the TVA. So she's like essentially been hiding in these ends of worlds mm-hmm. or in apocalyptic events. Um, yeah. so, so they, they end up to... Lamentis. Lamentis, which is a moon outside of, I can't remember what planet, not important, but it's like, a. have looked this up actually. It's actually a real planet in the comic books and it is like a Cree nation moon. That explains why so, everybody there was an asshole because right. Lamentis, the whole planet is about to blow or something or like something's about to crash into them and they have this plan to like go to a rocket and just blast off. Um, so they make their way over to the train that everybody has to get on to like go to the, the rocket, but they're only letting the wealthy people on, which and first of all. It takes like a good 20 minutes in the show before they even discover that there is a train with people. Like it, it's just how slow this show is. It had so many unnecessary moments just to get to that train. I was just losing my mind watching this. Uh, and the the fact that the world was ending, that really is some Cree shit right there. The world was ending and y'all are worried about who's wealthy and who's not. First of all, I'm sure your currency doesn't matter on any other, on any other planet. And like there are oh, people who are Cree. just dying. And like, I hate to slander them, but the fact that there's a wealth barrier and saving all these people's lives. And when you, when they finally get on this train, they get on the train because Loki is like, okay, you don't have to enchant them, girl, I got this. And so he puts on a little uniform and he's like, I'm taking this prisoner on, um, that was the agreement or whatever. And somebody should have called this morning. They were like, well, where's your papers? Cause they didn't. And so she enchants the little guard and was like, Hey, let us on and they're like yeah let them on we got a call this morning and, yeah, then, and then loki figures out like well how are you doing that like you can just take people's minds and she's she was like, like yeah, yeah you can't you can't always said it at the same time <laughs> we really did that was embarrassing <laughs> stop stop wanting to be me so bad but anyway they get on the train and it's like super nice inside and it's it's like titanic in them lifeboats how they were like filling them up with like 20 people and they were like okay time to go let's lock the pores down there and let them drown because there was almost nobody on this freaking train and then when the only reason that um that they're even on the train they're not even trying to get in the rocket because sylvie lets loki know the rocket never takes off everybody on this planet dies i'm like what yeah. so she's like yeah says, we're gonna steal the power and he says um well they've never had two loki's try to get on it before and she's like okay you right and i was like no wait no. no but it needs to be pointed out that they actually get put off this train because she falls asleep uncharacteristically because she's supposed to you know not trust everyone anyone and it's she wakes drunk. up and loki is drunk as hell singing as guardian so- drinking songs like throwing shit on the ground another he's yeah just like, like in thor one i liked that part because that's exactly what thor does and you know when he breaks the cup and he's like another that lets me Loki know that asgard is ghetto like you go out for a night on the town in asgard and you're gonna end up with some broken glass in your foot do not wear sandals do not wear sandals <laughs> so they get put off the train and they end up like trying to like fight their way they like walk um or they fight their way off the train and they end up having to like walk slash run to the um to the art it was called the art that was so i was like so seriously i was mad about the whole evolution like how is there y'all are worried about a wealth gap people are going to die maybe if y'all had let some poor people on this arc 
Because yeah, they kicked token. him off just because this guy was an Asgardian, right? Because they were like, oh, he's not really a guard. So that's why they start kicking him off. Well, no, it's because this one man wanted to be a little Karen. And he like went and told security because Loki was acting up. And they were like, yeah, let me see your tickets. And then he was like, um, we don't need no tickets. And they were like, yes, you do. And it was like a fight through the whole train. Yeah, he went from like being drunk to fighting, though. Fighting like five guards. It was kind of cool. Yeah, Good Sylvie was pissed. She was like, are you serious? She's like, bro, one job. We just had to ride the train. That's it. Couldn't even do that, right? So, yeah, they get kicked off the train. Actually, they jump off the train because they start losing the fight. But So they jump off the train, have to walk slash run all the way to this little new civilization where the rocket's taking off the arc. They literally spend like 20 million minutes fighting their way through the crowd of poor people who are trying to get on the arc. And just to watch it explode because like something hit the arc and then they're sitting out in the desert looking sad and sylvie explains her entire backstory to loki she was like i was the goddess of mischief she said she said what is the universe craves chaos and they come in to like snuff it out and then you literally see her as a child a whole child and i was like well what could she possibly have done like i think she was sitting there playing with her toys in her room and then out comes a comes out of a portal it's like judge renslayer and i was like what the hell and she literally like she literally like marches her into the tva and is like every the judge is like you're guilty and you're gonna be exterminated and she's like what no so this little kid somehow like i think she kicks her in the leg or something and she grabs her tin pad and portals away and she's like i grew up hiding i've been into every apocalypse it sucks i was like the whole thing kind of got romantic which deeply disturbed me i did not like same. that yeah same and this um it caused a nexus event is what happened the biggest nexus event well, ever just this one conversation yeah it, it wasn't weird. the conversation it was when she touched his arm and that's when the timeline started to branch so I was like, what? And then it looked like they were about to die. And then the TVA showed up and they were like, you're under arrest. That's when the episode ends right there is whenever she touches his arm and then they have, they look into each other's eyes and then the episode just ends like that. And then you're like, what happened? Because, okay, so they're trying to fight their way through this like whole little city, right? And I was sitting there and I was like, Loki's like holding up beams that are falling with his powers and stuff. And I was like, can Loki even do that before? Is that a thing that he did? He can do magic. So like, it wasn't shocking. Well, he, can, like, do oh, magic, he can do magic, but he's never done things like this in any of any other. Like, but he has show. like used magic to move things into fight, so I wasn't surprised by it. What I was surprised by, though, um, since this is before she explains her backstory, I was surprised that she didn't use any magic. But when when she revealed that she had been like taken by the TVA as a child, I was like, oh, so she doesn't know any because their mom was teaching Loki magic. Oh yeah, oh yeah, okay, that makes sense. So because she had to learn how to do magic herself, which she also explains. Either way, also, whenever they're talking on the train, this is what I found out when I was Googling, like, what Lamentis was, because I didn't even catch this part because it was so quick. But Loki is talking on the train and he says something about being bisexual. And I was like, oh, yeah, remember you remember how that? everybody was like up in arms about that? They were like, oh my God. You know what, though? You know what this is reminding me of? You remember that Onion article that I keep sending you where it's like Disney announces their, uh, their first LGBT character um, for the sixth time or whatever in a throwaway yes. line or whatever. That's what it reminded me of because That's I was exactly like exactly what it was when I found just, out people were up in arms about this. I was like, oh, y'all didn't know. Well, 
And my thing is, if you want Loki to be bisexual, he is. That's fine. But, like, they don't do anything with it. They just throw that one line out there. And they're like, all right, we did our duty to the gays, you know? It was That's like how that. Disney does things. It was like um, like Beauty and the Beast where they were like, oh, they're going to have an exclusive gay moment. And I literally was like, what is it? And you I sit was... up watching the whole time. No, and you don't. And so let me I'm going to spoil Beauty and the Beast for you guys. The, the Disney's exclusive gay moment was when LaFool or whatever, uh, they're all dancing at the end. I don't know how he's in the dance because like you're little you're Gaston's little buddy. So you need to go out of the castle and be a little buddy somewhere else. And they're dancing and he gets spun around on the dance floor. And then another guy like spins around with him and they look into each other's eyes for five seconds. That was Disney's first exclusive gay moment. That's it. And then they did that same shit with this show. He just says that. Well, I don't even remember what the exact line is. It was something like, um, I'm interested in both referring to men and women. He, and no, that's he, it. he was like, um, what did he say? Uh, she was, she was like, oh, I, I, you're a prince. So I suppose you got yourself a, a princess or a prince. Uh, he was like, oh, a bit of both. And I expect, suspect the same from you as well. And that was it. That was the whole bisexual moment. Wait, and this they... is like, oh, and apparently in Avengers Endgame, they did the same thing. They showed one one person who was supposed to be gay at the beginning of the movie in a support group or whatever. Yeah. And he says, I don't even think he says anything about being gay. I think they're, they're just like, oh, that's that's the gay character right there. That one. See? Oh, he's gone. Or like in Star Wars where they had those two women hug or something and they were like, this is our exclusive first company wide gay moment. Like, it's just the fact that they keep announcing them. I was like, please just stop. This is like when J.K. Rowling, like 10 years after Harry Potter was done, was like Dumbledore was gay. And we're like, what? Yeah, I'm over Disney's gay moments. If you want it to be gay, be gay. Don't (laughs) you don't say forced words and you're like, all right, that's it. Good. Y'all are y'all are happy now. Okay, okay, good. It's so annoying. But anyway, so back to like the actual episode. So Disney had me fucked up for another time. <laughs> That's what we got to say. But so I it ends... you said that with a D. That was a t- moment. It was. They had me fucked up. Okay. So... so I was watching. Then we get to episode four, the next event, which we're already kind of into because like as soon as she touched his arm, it was like next event. TVA came. Okay. And then she's However, like, oh, but before do... that, what? Be- um, whenever that episode starts, though, it starts with Lamentus getting destroyed. And again, I have to give credit to this uh, production team because this was very, like, very, very good. Oh, they did that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was beautiful. I was like, good job. Like, that's where the money's going. It's not Owen Wilson's wig. It's definitely Lamentus. <laughs> so, yeah, anyways. So then <laughs> the TVA shows up to arrest him. because Wait, but before the TVA again. shows up, she actually is like, oh, yeah, of course they know about variants. I want to take the TVA down because everybody who works at the TVA is a variant. Oh, yeah. And, then and they Loki's were like, told oh. in that little um, presentation that they did um, orientation for the TVA at the beginning of episode one, that the timekeepers created all the TVA agents. So I was like, what you mean they all variants? But again, I probably should have seen that coming. Yeah, again, I did the exact same thing. So I was actually starting to get interested at this point. Yeah. It took that long for episode me to get interested. Episode four is where the show really picks up. Like, don't get me wrong. Um, episode four is called the Nexus event. Um, Glorious Purpose was cool too because it was aligned with my particular taste. But episode two, the variant, and episode three, Lamentus, I absolutely hated. I was like, when is this going to be over? And I was prepared to like dunk on the show, but from the Nexus event on, I actually have a lot of positive things to say about it, except for this next thing that I'm going to say. 
Mobius and Mobius. And I, I, yes, I just really get a kick out of saying it because I really think the M in Mobius stands for Mobius. Like, you know, I think it's Mobius, 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 which I think is funny. Um, he, he said that them falling in love, Sylvie and Loki, was deeply narcissistic. And I was like, yes, Mobius, yes. of course. Because How it's do you fall in love with yourself? It's giving uh, Lannister. That's my biggest beef with this show. That shit was just nasty. 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 That's yourself. It's a different version of you. Like, that's your gay moment, Disney. Good job. <laughs> and then L- L- Mobius is like, is like, he like even gives Loki a chance to be remorseful. And he was like, what happened? Why'd you do that? Blah, 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 blah. And Loki is like, up yours, douchebag. And he's like, you know what? You think you're so cool? You're just an asshole and a bad friend. And I was like, oh, period, Owen Wilson. Because the whole show when Mobius is there, he is literally reading Loki up and down from A to Z, the whole dictionary. Like yeah. he asked him episode one, do you enjoy hurting people? Well, and he but, said it with like a principal face, like, mm. Well, Mobius's whole thing was to like catch Lokis, you know, because Lokis are assholes in every fucking universe. So that's yeah. his whole thing. So he sees this Loki and he's like, oh, it's just another fucking douchebag up in here acting up, like whatever. He's like, I'm used to dealing with you little assholes. But he was like giving him a chance. He was like, yeah, we're friends. I was like, friends? You barely know this man. But like, to be fair, they said the time passes differently in the TVA. So I was like, okay, well, maybe they've been here a long time. Maybe they are friends. I don't know. Um, and then he sticks Loki in a, in a little temporal prison in one of his memories. And the memory is actually something that I think we talked about in episode one where he cuts, where Loki cuts off Thor's wife's hair. But what most people don't know if you only see the movies is well i mean and if you only read marvel comics basically if you don't know mythology sif is actually thor's wife and he mm-hmm. cut off sif's hair and i think it used to be blonde and then it grew back black or something and she she shows by what the world's ugliest chop out of her hair and <laughs> that was a really good wig too so i was like why would they do this to like to lady sif and she's like you're a basically you're an a-hole you deserve to be alone and you suck and then she like punched him in the face and kicks him in the nuts and that's it. That's his prison. Like a repetitive time of Lady Sif walking in. Hours, days, years, maybe time is different there. We don't know. But that's his whole prison. They and every away. time he comes... I loved it though. I loved when Lady Sif came in, but I just think she's so beautiful. She is. And, and so that's they really went into one of my pet peeves in this episode is that Lo- my pet peeve is that Loki is one of those people who does not know how to give a proper apology I hate movie and tv show apologies because they're never correct apologies when you apologize to someone you say hey I know that this thing that I did hurt your feelings you can if you want to I don't want to say try and absolve yourself but if you want to even explain yourself you can be like this was not my intention like where I was coming from like usually when I have to apologize to people it's because of something that I said that I said you know as like a joke and but (laughs) I could I could say something as a joke and it could hurt somebody's feelings because it was something that they were sensitive about or something that they don't like to joke about and I'm like hey you know I said this as a joke and I was trying to be playful with you but I understand that it hurt your feelings or I understand that that's not something that you prefer to joke about I'm sorry it was never my intention to hurt your feelings and I was not trying to act maliciously like that sounds really fake but that's because I'm I'm bad at apologizing I really hate it I only apologize if I really understand that I hurt your feelings like I'm only gonna apologize if I feel sorry Loki obviously has never heard this because he tries to apologize to Sif several times and it's like "Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm." and then the final time where he actually gives kind of a quarter decent apology she pulls him up and she's like 
you are going to be alone forever. Mm-hmm. Period. She doesn't even hit him. Like she she puts her hand out, helps him up, and then Mobius comes. I was like, damn. So she just left you on that note. Yeah, he spent um like probably days just sitting there trying to apologize to this girl because she keeps walking in and he just keeps fucking up every single apology. Every and single one. It was just it was crazy. And then from there, oh wait, no, before this, actually, before the final apology when Mobius shows up, we see Mobius in Judge Renslayer's um office. We see Mobius in Judge Renslayer's office. Um and we find out they've been friends for eons, which I thought was quite sweet. And he brings her back trophies from um a lot of the uh the Nexus events that he solves. Yeah, and he was like, Well, how come I don't get to have this? And she was like, That's why I'm the judge. Like, you go out there being an agent and I'll be the judge. Thanks. Best bud. Love ya, XOXO. Gossip girl. Wait, no. Uh whole different vibe. So they finally get to the timekeepers, right? And the timekeepers are like, Oh, yeah, we want to see y'all get pruned, blah blah blah, and da da da. Um Okay, so um, Owen Wilson slash Mobius, he goes to Loki's prison right after all of that. And then he's like, okay, so because Loki right before he went into prison was like, you need to know that you're a variant too. And the Mobius is like, what? Mobius is and like, he- you're a liar. Go ahead. Take him to prison, period. Um, but it's not just Loki. who's Loki's in a separate prison from Sylvie. And when you, we see Sylvie in prison, um, we find out that b15 hunter b15 is like what did you do to c20 blah 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 blah. and she was like oh i showed her a memory of who she really was like before she was taken by the tva because you guys are all variants and she was like you're a liar and she's like let me show you so sylvie goes into b15's mind and shows her some memory that we never see even though we see hunter c20's memory which i didn't realize was a memory at the time i was like oh she's just really good at enchanting people until she revealed that the TVA agents were all variants. Yeah, because Sylvie can't, like, put thoughts into people's minds. Like, she can't, you know, so she's just showing people their actual history because she can't create a history in your mind. So she's just kind of, like, opening this door for you to see it kind of thing. Um, I was just like, okay, 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 okay. That's weird. Mobius goes to Loki's prison. He's like, okay, wait, so are you, like, serious? Like, I'm a variant, right? And then Loki's like, yeah, I've been trying to tell you. So he's like, okay, I'm gonna help you out here. Like, let's get out of here. And then they get out, and then fucking they leave. Judge Renslayer's right there waiting for all of them. Waiting on you at the door. And he's like, you gotta listen. Like, we're variants here. And then she's like, okay, I'm not gonna listen to you. I don't care. You're not really friends. I'm sorry. Bye. Like I said, we were friends. We're not really friends. And then she has one of her guards kill him. Like, with their little, what did they call that thing? The sticky thing. I don't, they didn't the ever say what thing. it was. But they yeah. stuck Mobius and pruned him, and then he just like disappears right in front of our eyes. And I was like, oh, "Ooh!" She killed her friend in front of everybody. She's like, "Sorry, I gotta do this," and just prunes his ass right there. And I was like, "Oh my god!" They just killed Mobius, and they were like, like "Yep, now we're going to the timekeepers." And I was like, "Okay." And they go. So they pick up Loki and Sylvie, and they go to the elevator. I was like, "This place has an elevator." Like- That's what I'm saying because they really never show how they get <laughs> in between place to place, and they don't show you how many floors there are, and you never see them go on any stairs. So, like that part is just mystifying. But we actually did see Judge Renslayer come out of an episode of an elevator, like an episode before, or maybe two episodes before, and she said she was meeting with the timekeepers. It was right before oh. she spoke to Mobius about something, and she was like. Speaking with the timekeepers, 
okay she's like okay speaking with the timekeepers can be unsettling at the best of times but now it's like it sucks and I was like okay 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 let's see these timekeepers let's see them because I don't know if you know this but the timekeepers were created by he who remains like they said he's the very last director of the time variance authority from the reality before and so he went to the end of time and he was like I'm gonna create this TVA and this new reality so they can figure everybody can figure it out here I was like okay 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 let's see these I figured we were probably gonna see he who remains um by the end of the show because Mm -hmm. that's kind of just where I saw the plot going when we saw the timekeepers the timekeepers were hideous they were like those little ugly aliens in Star Wars that play in the band the cantina band in uh most likely they are gross and what's weird though is that the entire room was like frozen it's like filled with cold it's like freaky like freaky cold but then what do we find out andrew okay so once they get off that little elevator and they're in this little cold huge empty vast cavern type thing with three timekeepers up there talking all mystifying and weird okay so what happens something happens and oh oh what it was b15 shows up on the elevator right after them and she's like i got you sylvie like thanks for like showing me the real world and she starts she starts to fight with everybody like all the tva people they and it was a fight. really good fight too it was a good fight they gave she gave sylvie her sword back and it's sword sylvie is just out here stabbing bitches like it's great loki's losing the fight against two people sylvie gives him his sword she takes a little pruning stick it's great so they win the fight kind of and it should be noted sylvie has judge renslayer on the ground at prune point and she's like, no, I'm not going to do it. Like, you're not worth my time. So Sylvie was kind of a real one for that. But we find out later why. Anyways, so they win the fight. And she fucking throws her sword at one of the timekeepers. And Loki's like, don't kill them. So she throws her sword and then cuts off one of their heads. And it's a robot. These bitches it's a ain't robot. real. The thing about this that was so crazy for me, because I was wondering why the hell the room would be that that cold. Have you ever noticed that like in rooms with like lots of computers or like server rooms, it's always cold in there. So I was like, oh, my God, there was a legitimate reason. But there was no legitimate reason for Loki to have not turned blue. I was like, I was waiting on it. I was like, blue. So then this head rolls to the ground. Yeah, the heads roll into the ground and they're like, oh, my God, it's a robot. And then Judge Renslayer stands up in the background straight prunes loki this bitch is joining owen wilson in the afterlife right now the after afterlife r.i.p no R-I-P. more like r.i.h rest in hell because that's where you're going honestly um, and then sylvie's like oh my god and then she gets- actually judge Renslayer prunes loki and that's just the abrupt end of the episode so i was like well how the hell are you oh, dead right. with two episodes left then we get into journey into mystery yeah, so I'm sitting here thinking the rest of the show is about to be just about Sylvie. And honestly, I'm not even, I've lo- I wanted Lady Loki, but I'm not feeling Sylvie. This bitch is like definitely a psychopath, you know? Bitch is acting up. Just acting up. I get it though. She wants free will. I get it. But shit. <laughs> shit. So <laughs> we're at episode uh, five now, Journey into Mystery, which is obviously named after the Journey into Mystery thing, which Journey into Mystery is the name of, it's not the name of like a storyline. I think the the Thor comics were originally called Journey into Mystery, and then they were called Thor. And then for this, they were like, oh, we're back at Journey into Mystery, and now I think it's back to Thor or something. I Don't quote me on that. I think I'm right, though. 
Um, so we're at Journey into Mystery, which I said in the last video, um, when we were talking about comics Loki, that that was a really significant part of his story, um, where after Siege, he's turned into a child and he um, gets found by Thor, all of his I don't want to say all of his powers are restored because they're not. Um, Thor returns all of his memories up to the age that his body is. So he's like still a young child and he loves Thor so much. They're so um, enamored with each other. Like Thor is so kind to him that he like, it's like Thor is the best. And then basically what I felt like what they did in Journey to Mystery, it, it feels like um, that in some people's lives change is futile because loki makes an honest attempt to change and all of that attempt is undone by the end of that story um so we get into journey into mystery loki is running around in the the intergalactic trash we're seeing all kinds of things and wait first of all though like the episode starts and it was a good opening because it was very like you know that meme where it's like you open your eyes and it's like welcome traveler or whatever it is you know that video game it oh, was yeah. very that because he oh he's laying on his back he opens his eyes and this is how the fucking episode starts and he's looking up at five different lokis and he's like what the fuck so it was that exact meme but this episode wait i don't think it was five i think it's just four. Oh, it was just four i don't know but either way, he's like looking up at a bunch of different versions of himself and he's like, where am I? What is so this So it's place? like, again, like what I said in last video, I wanted to see some different Lokis and baby, did I see him? And I specifically said that I wanted to see Loki in the classic outfit. I was like, yes, it's hideous, but I love it. We had classic Loki that. giving us a moment. We had a young man as um, kid Loki, which I know I wanted, I wanted to see Ted all press and I still do, but I like the little kid who played kid Loki. He's cute. Um, and then we had boastful Loki. He was a handsome black man holding a little hammer, which I think was Majoliner. Yeah, I wasn't sure about that part either. Was that supposed to be Milnir? I thought so because he was boastful Loki and he started telling a story and he was like, and that's when I killed the Avengers and I did this and I did that because he was boastful. And I was like, oh, period, as you should with your fine self. Hey. Okay. And then there's a little, is it an alligator or a crocodile? I don't know because I didn't look at his teeth. I know that. Um, <laughs> why? Why did why, you laugh? Why that, was I think that that's the, the thing? Most, that's the most southern thing I think I could have said. But that's how you tell the difference between an alligator and a crocodile. You look at their nose. If it turns up, it's a crocodile. I think I don't think it's called interdigitous teeth. I'm not 100 <laughs> percent sure of what the exact wording is. But one of them, you look at their mouth and you can see their little their little bucky teeth when it's closed and the other one you can't and that's how you, one of them you can see their little bucky teeth and the other one you see all their teeth when their mouth is closed i just don't remember which and i don't remember what the wording is but i know what i'm talking about so you're not gonna talk to me like i'm dumb i don't know i don't look at his teeth <laughs> i was like okay so he opens his eyes and um he's like why are you all here they're like okay we all got pruned like this is what happens when you get pruned you're at the end of time you're in this world world everything's dying Everything's just exploding everywhere. There's a giant. Is it a lion? That's in the His cloud? name is Elias. He's there's a giant Elias, monster in the sky that eats everything that the TVA agents send to the end of time when they prune it. And there was so much stuff there. Well, first the Lokis all take him to their headquarters. They have a little um like a little sewer hangout spot, very ninja turtley. But I want to talk about two of the things that I noticed in in the background, which was really two really cool little details. Okay. Yeah. um they had a little frog in a jar 
that was like a Thor frog. And I'm not sure if it was like the God of Thunder because he did get turned into a frog by Loki. And then he like, mm-hmm. he could still wield Mjolnir. I do know the real name of it. Um, and he had the power of Thor or whatever. And then there was a little frog. Yeah. I think he's called Throg. Um, he A splinter of Mjolnir comes off when Thor is doing his like frog Thor thing. And the little frog gets a splinter of Mjolnir and it forms into his own Mjolnir. I don't know. And then he becomes a Thor frog too. And I wasn't sure who was in that who was in that jar at the end of time, but literally he was there. And then if you in the background, I don't know if you noticed this, but they had like some pyramids and they had a sphinx there. Yes, I did see that. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed what was different about the Sphinx or if I only noticed because I'm black, but did you, do you remember what it looked like? No. There was a nose on the Sphinx. I had a feeling you were going to say that, but I don't remember seeing that. I remember there being a Sphinx, but that's all. But do you know why there aren't noses on there? No, I actually don't. Because of racism. Well, I mean, yeah. No, because like they said that like, well, I think this is something that either my mom or my dad told me, you know, they're both like, super pro-black they were like yeah um they don't they don't want people to know that they were like africans so they like blew the noses off i was like oh so people blew the noses off and they were like yep and that's why in that one song that beyonce has i can't think of the song where she's like i'll never let you shoot the nose off my pharaoh that was the reference huh so because there were there were noses on there i was like oh so noses on the sphinx that's not part of the sacred timeline Okay. Mm, okay. I see what you were getting at. I see. That's why it was so noteworthy to me because I was like, oh, and it had like full on like a real black people nose. I was like, oh, in the background, I see you. I see you, whoever did the CGI. I see you. Also noteworthy is whenever they're going back to this little Ninja Turtle hideout that they have, <laughs> um, Loki says, well, why is the kid in the lead? Like out of all y'all, the kids in the lead and then old classic loki says uh he's the most powerful of all of us and loki's like what do you mean and oh he said this is the boy's kingdom specifically because i don't want to call him kid loki because i'm still holding out that they'll bring back ted Alpress as kid loki but yeah so kid loki's like well i killed thor and then every and then like she's seen it change just like that first of all everybody tightened up everybody because he was like well your highness what's your nexus event he turned around like yeah i killed thor i did what you all wish you did well, what boastful Loki claims that he did, I don't know, because they be lying. Yeah, so then that's when they're in their little hideout talking about and everybody's Nexus events. And classic Loki says that shit about the magic, and I'm like, okay, like, nothing serious is going to happen with this man's magic. Exactly, because I was like, mm-hmm. all right, people, talk your noise, talk your noise. And he was like, yeah, so he did the whole thing with Thanos, and he said he pretended to be, he like, pretended to be dead with an illusion and then just like left and drifted out into space and was on a planet by himself and then he said he missed his brother and he was like yep so i just when i as soon as i decided that i was gonna leave the tva came and arrested me and i thought this was all bullshit i was like this old man doesn't have better magic than the rest of them no wait 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 before you say that what do you think that king loki yes i'm only gonna call him that what do you think his nexus event was because i think it was the snake thing that they introduced in thor 3 um you know where he's like where thor is like oh my brother tricked me one time because he turned into a snake and he knows that i love snakes so i'm like oh my god a snake and then he's like ah and then he stabbed me you know what if that is when he kills thor because the only people that looked remorseful like out of everybody well i mean there was the crocodile loki 
um and he really didn't say nothing he was just sitting there in his little baby pool and oh my god okay it has to be said that crocodiles loki crocodile loki's nexus event was him eating the neighbor's cat that's what got him there yeah because he called boastful loki a liar when boastful loki he was like yeah and then i killed the avengers and then i killed thanos and then he was he was really over there talking his noise i was like black man as you should and then he was like well at least i eat the wrong neighbor's cat and then crocodile loki was like ah and got on him and they had to pull everybody (laughs) had to pull them away from each other it was so funny um like really episode four is where the show picks up and i think journey into mission was a really good solid fun episode like i was having a good time the whole time Mm -hmm. and then back at the tva um what's her name sylvie is just out here acting up she's got the prune stick now she's got a prune (laughs) stick back and she's working with um judge renslayer and then judge Judge renslayer Renslayer. and miss minutes um tried to like they tried to pull a fast one on her and they were like oh we can get you in the time chip we can get loki back or whatever and then Miss minutes is has literally alerted the whole tva yeah she's like okay so what happens when you get pruned and she's like i don't know and then everyone dies that's all we know and then judge renslayer's like or actually sylvie's like so what happens like who's controlling all this who's if the timekeepers are robots who's made the robots and the judge is like i don't know like i don't know we'll figure it out and then they're both they're just talking basically and judge rinsler is like well you can go to the edge of time you know there's like a little force field type thing that's like blocking us from getting there so that's why we can't do it on our little telepad looking things and she's like all right how do we get to the end of time like how do we get past that little portal thingy right there that we can't go through and she's like well we got this ship we got this ship that would probably get you there. It's kind of like we're just making it. So we don't it's know if it's going to work yet. So... It's a prototype. So don't uh, quote me on this. I don't know if it's going to work, but, but we'll try what? it. That was a guess lie. What? Miss Minutes, this little floating bubble bullshit bitch. She's out here <laughs> alerting people. She's like, let me find that file for you. And, and she's, she's alerting like, just a minute, the whole TVA. The whole TVA. What's so crazy though is that Miss Minutes course. has this syrup thick, like southern accent. So she sounds like goofy as hell. She's like, just a minute, sugar. I know. It that was actually kind of a really funny touch. I can't lie. It was annoying for me. Like when Loki was bullying her, I was happy. I was like, go away. I don't like it when people do them fake southern accents. They all make us sound like hicks. We don't sound like that. Meanwhile, this whole audio is probably me sounding like that right so then here comes like the tva busting up through the doors and then sylvie's like oh no and then like, is, like, i'm a bad fuck? bitch so she prunes herself first of all she's like you really lied to me you stupid ass bitch judge and i was like i, I get it what's Thank crazy you. though is that she was shocked that she would lie to her like sis right. she's the whole reason that you're in this mess in the first place like how dare you be surprised also noted before this even happens when they're going up the elevator to like this room where miss minutes like doing all this bullshit she's like okay do you remember whenever you like arrested me she's like what was my nexus event and judge renslayer she knows because judge renslayer is the one that arrested her and she's sitting there and she's like oh i i I don't remember it couldn't have been that important no wait that was when they went up the elevator to meet the timekeepers that was like she said it so cold too and the actress who plays Judge Ravonna Renslayer is um, Gugu Mbathara. Like, she's she's such a good actress. And she was like, girl, please. Like, child, I don't even remember. That was, like, 40 billion years ago. That shit was cold. That shit was dirty. It was so okay. cold. And I was like, you know what? As you should, queen. But, okay. So, yeah. Fast forward back to this room. 
And then Sylvie prunes herself because she's like, okay, what if, like, what if I prune myself? And that's how I get, I don't know how she came to that conclusion. I think I missed something, but she got there. She's like, if I prune myself, that'll take me to the end of time. And I was like, okay. I wouldn't have done it, but you know, that's me. You know, at that point, she's probably like, the worst that could happen is I die. Like all this shit that's gone wrong in my life, whatever. And you're absolutely right. And then we cut back to Loki. And so the uh, one thing that I really wanted to point out that I thought was so cute um when they're all telling stories about their next events like everybody is drinking wine out of mismatched cups and then King Loki is drinking a juice box he was so cute I also have to point out something cute that I noticed in this episode it took me this long to notice it but Judge Renslayer's tie clip it's the TVA did you see that no I didn't that's so cute it is really cute it's like a pretty gold color too oh not pretty it's like slightly better than the brown but like you can see that it like has class to it basically oh, it's really so, cute so what you're saying is that we're about to uh we're about to see that merchandise going around i don't know i honestly i liked it so if it goes around it goes around i'm not even mad um so that's not even like halfway through the episode i think or it might be like halfway through the episode there's so much <laughs> yeah. more stuff happens after this like so this was only like 20 minutes of this episode like every episode prior to this was slow as shit this one was like bam 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 i was like whoa freaking president like loki is like okay so what loki points out to all the other lokis that was a confusing statement so what our main (laughs) character loki points out to all the other lokis he's like basically the tva stopped all y'all at the point of change he's like i'm gonna try and make my way back to sylvie because sylvie makes things happen like like we don't always have to lose and they're all like he was like y'all want to come with me and they were like no also they're sitting up there like sylvie you're like you 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 love your yourself like that that's what you're okay you know what they didn't even remark on that but they did all look like oh they all looked we all saw the looks like it even you Loki know, knows that that Loki's being nasty you know what I'm saying especially King Loki because as a little kid he was like oh you nasty mm-hmm. but anyway let me refocus so Loki, also yeah. before this even happens it goes it cuts to um judge Rinslayer in back in her office and she's holding b15 up in this little red cage type thing b15's like all y'all are fake y'all are phony y'all are fake and i was like as you should as you should b15 let them know let them know and then we cut back to loki's wait no the fakest part of that is that she was like everyone needs to know and she was like the tva needs stability so that's what they're gonna get until i got some more answers and i was like huh but okay mm. but good for her she's still sticking up for herself we love b15 she's sticking this. up for everybody and the timeline go hunter b15 she's um, the only real bitch through and through from episode one that's all i'm saying i would give it to mobius no he was wishy-washy i don't trust mobius i don't trust mobius because he trusted loki like you're stupid so um out of the all the lokis right loki our main character loki is like f y'all i'm leaving i'm taking my toy and i'm going home so he goes and he climbs out of their little ninja turtle spot and he's surrounded by president loki from the vote loki mini series that i was talking about how it's like wild and crazy i was telling you about that right yeah it was a nice touch to the episode there were so many because it's president loki with like the dozens of other loki's right different versions of were them. they all loki's because nice i didn't know they were loki's i'm like 90 percent sure i thought they, they were just you know thugs no, but they were all Lokis because they were sitting up there because President Loki and his little crew of Lokis goes downstairs now and he's like, we've come to take over. We're the king now. And then like other Lokis like, aha, I tricked you. And boastful I... Loki is like, yeah, I gave y'all up. 
he's gonna make me the the king of this world and then president loki is like uh i kind of lied i'm not gonna make you the king i'm gonna be the king and y'all are all gonna be under my power and then the other people like turn their weapons on him and they're like yeah i'm yeah they're like yeah no about that yeah and then crocodile loki eats his arm off he's like what the hell is that thing he just jumps up by his that shit was funny and he's like "Ah." i think we should be calling him florida loki then basically loki war breaks out in the ninja turtle hideout loki's just killing each other left and right our main character loki's trying to dip yeah (laughs) our main character loki and classic loki they all get it oh and crocodile loki they like classic loki is really good at this magic thing he was not lying he opened the portal and was like we gonna go and they all just calmly walk out while hellfire and pandemonium breaks out behind them and then classic loki is like they act like animals like we're always betraying each other we can't ever do the right thing because it really does seem like the tva's actions they stopped they stopped every loki at any point where they could have changed yes and he's so fed up and he's like he's like our we're our glorious purpose like we can't see past that and that's what's um hindering them so then it switches she scenes again and here is what's her name sylvie waking up on like this bus in the middle of nowhere she notices a purple cloud is outside the window and she's like the fuck is happening and it's a so she starts running she's running this cloud is catching up to her this little evil cloud and she's like fuck all of a sudden there's just a car coming at her and it's like get in she just tops in it's mobius he's alive he didn't die i was like thank you and then they're sitting there talking she's like okay She's like, I touched this thing when I was in this bus and I could totally, totally enchant this thing. I'm going to enchant it. We can do this. We're going to see what's past it. This lion thing, Eliath, it is guarding something. So, and then Mobius is like, I don't think you can. And she's like, I can. And then somehow they just come across Loki because Loki's like, all right, guys, so here's the plan. We just walked out this portal. Um, we're going to kill Eliath because Eliath is guarding something. I know it just... Y'all distract it. I'm going to come in. I'm going to stab it in the heart because it's alive, right? It's alive. Anything alive can die. So I'm going to stab it in the heart. I got y'all. And they're like, boy, you see this thing. It's a giant purple cloud. You're not going to kill it. Yeah, that was the stupidest plan I've ever heard of. And I was really mad that he said that and I had to entertain it like it was going to be something that made sense because at first he was like, okay, I got a plan. I was like, all right, we got a plan, 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 plan. The plan was pure foolishness. So they're standing up on like this cliff that the Loki, our main character Loki, and like the three other Lokis, they're standing up on this cliff. This car comes at them, and it's Sylvie. It's Sylvie in the car, and then Sylvie gets out the car, and she's like, "Hey, I missed you." And they hug, and they get all gross. Ugh. They get out the car, and she, he's like, "All right." Our main character's Loki's like, "I'm about to kill this thing." And she looks at him, and she's like, "Boy, you're stupid. Like, <laughs> what?" She's what we're going to do is enchant it. And then he's like, you can enchant that? And she's like, yeah, I can do anything. I'm better than you. So that happens. That's a whole thing. And then Kid Loki's like, I like this plan better. Here is this fire sword. It was not a fire sword. He just pulled out a knife and was like, here you go. You'll need this. But he used he used magic to pull the knife out of nowhere, which was cool. Which and then because of it being like that kind of knife specifically, I really do think his nexus event was like the snake thing, where he's like, "Yeah, blah, here I am," and killed Thor. Yeah, but when Loki grabbed the knife, it caught on fire. I felt like he did that, but I don't know. know. It seemed very Aragon, you know. That was also plagiarism from Aragon. He gets his sword called Brisinger, which catches fire. (laughs) Come on. 
but to be fair it just, the sword only catches fire when he says Brisinger because Brisinger means fire you can't just leave that out and make it yeah he found the real name of his sword or some shit I love that book I'm not I can't say nothing so now now that Sylvie and Loki are back together they're like hashing up a plan and I liked this part because they're sitting on a cliff with like some dangerous water nearby right so if you heard our first Loki episode that's what happens they're on a cliff with water nearby and they're sitting in this busted up hut with four doors on all sides I was like I can't be the only one to notice this like this is this was clever because they're sitting up on this cliff it was great so that was a nice little touch I thought and then he conjures a blanket and because him and Sylvie are sitting together and he puts a blanket around Sylvie. I was like, this is nasty, nasty. Y'all take away from, y'all have one good moment then you take away from it with some nasty shit. Like, <sighs> Disney. Anyways. Okay, so they hash out their plan and it's basically the same thing. It's like, okay, we're just going to go find a lieth and we are going to enchant it. So they were like, okay, Loki, well, main character Loki. They were all like, we're going to stay. So we're going to be here. So King Loki, Crocodile Loki, classic Loki they're like we're gonna stay whatever okay this is our home and um so they send Mobius with the temp pad that that Sylvie still has and he goes back to the TVA which and they're like we're gonna go through to the end of time through Elias so um our main character Loki is like okay I'm gonna cause a distraction Sylvie's like okay I'm gonna enchant Elias Elias focuses all of his attention on Sylvie Loki's like no 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 he's i don't know what he thought he was gonna do with his little sword to 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 further distract this giant sky monster but classic loki okay he started giving what he could have gave magically he gives it all he's got he's building literally a replica of asgard just just an illusion through magic and he's like glorious purpose i was like yes a perfect it was perfect. It looked exactly like Asgard. It was a perfect illusion. And then, like, he gives his life to, like, help them get through to the end of time. And that just made me so sad because it's like, he never even gets to see his brother again. Like, the sun will never shine on them again. It made me so sad. I know. And that shit was really pretty. Again, once again, this production team on this show was, like, top The CGI tier. It team, was they so did that. good. It was so good. Watching that. And then, so, yeah. He distracts Elias long enough, so that just way... Just the level of detail that went into this, and then because he's distracting Elias, like, Sylvie and Loki, they are holding on to each other, and Sylvie is like, okay, we, we're gonna enchant it. This is what you do. And they manage to get through, and they, like, walk through to the end of time, and then I was like, okay, we're there. We're doing it. Okay, first of all, though, production team, once again, enchanting Elias was so stunning. I was like... Phew they did it wait like, wait oh we got to give a shout out to the wardrobe too because i really like sylvie's outfit like i like this i like from i've just watched the black widow movie and having seen the Loki show i like this wave of women's like clothes and fighting that's not sexy but that mm-hmm. i don't appreciate that also because i want to be an action star and i want to do hair flip action <laughs> i don't want to do no real fight action but i found out that the actress who plays sylvie was actually breastfeeding while she was filming the Aww. show and the show like the the people who did the wardrobe they actually made her outfit breastfeeding friendly so she could breastfeed her baby that's amazing good for them i know and it was such like it's such a like a nice natural touch to the outfits and i'm like see okay this was what we can be when we don't have to see the size of anybody's coaching this is what mm-hmm. we could do look at us did i ever that's think a- we'd be here no i didn't know that they did that that's like really interesting that's good 
whole production team like good job y'all y'all they really now some of these writers all of it up. whoever wrote oh. episodes two and three we gotta talk but mm. but cgi wardrobe whoever's doing the hair like ooh, <laughs> not mm. mobius no no i meant i meant just hair in general because like we gotta talk too I want to send you over to Queen Leora's uh, TikTok page so you can maybe figure something out the next time that you lay a wig. So that's really cool. And uh, yeah, like I said, it was very pretty. And then everything just clears up. This giant purple, now green cloud clears up. And they just start walking to the end of time. And that's how that episode ends. It ends on a very strong note because now I am like invested. Riveted. I'm I'm like, what happens? What's possibly at the end of time? I mean, we kind of know because if you... We're looking carefully. You can totally see Kang is going to be up in this castle. If you looked at these timekeepers, you know. You know. Well, I didn't really think so. And that was one of the things I said. I was like, uh, I hear we're timekeepers. Like, so we're probably going to see Kang. And I specifically was like, it's probably going to be like a Mortis Kang or whatever. Kang is one of my favorite comic book villains. But this version of Kang really isn't a villain. He just, I don't know, Kang just kind of sucks. Kang does kind of suck. <laughs> he just sucks. Like... Um, so we get to the episode six for all time always, which is the the motto of the TVA, and it's kind of like their rallying cry. So I was like, okay, for all time always, period. And it's literally for all time, period, always, period. So I was like, okay, 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 okay. So we get mm-hmm. to the Citadel so- at the end of time, which I mentioned earlier, um, is the seat of he who remains the last director of the TVA who created the timekeepers, blah blah blah. Wait, no, first Sylvie, they're outside the doors. Loki's like, okay, run open the door. And Sylvie's like, hey, I've been waiting on this since before you were born. Um, give me a moment. And he's like, yeah, my bad. Okay, got you. So he gives her her moment and she's like, okay, now we can go in. Yeah, so there, again, another three minutes that they just put in here just to put in here because they love wasting our time. And but, then mm. they scared the they scared the absolute shit out of me because Miss Minutes just pops up from nowhere and she's like, <laughs> hey, y'all. And I was like, I know. Okay. Also should be noted that this castle is busted. It is decrepit. It is not cute. Everything up until this point has been like, I don't want to say stunning per se, but it has all had a place where it should be. This castle is busted. But it, is it looks like apart. it was probably nice 20,000 years ago. More than that. because It looks like was... the Beauty and the Beast castle. <laughs> you know, in the West Wing or whatever, where he kept the rose, how everything yeah. was all busted and raggedy over there. That's what it looked like. Oh, yeah, exactly. Everything was just falling apart. The walls are coming down. Miss Minutes just popping up in between crusted ass pillars. And she's like, he who remains is here. And I was like, child, shut up. <laughs> I like, like I said, I was really mad about this Southern accent. Um, so they get into the elevator and they get on the elevator and he's like, OK, what's the plan? And then they open the elevator and it's a black man with a purple robe. Overly hey, joyous, happy black man with a purple robe. So you're sitting here like who is this guy wait but then i have to i have to mention this okay so you know how i said that hunter b15 was a really pretty lady from lovecraft country yes well the black man with the purple robe he was the main character of lovecraft country and i was like okay getting your marvel checks king you gonna need them because lovecraft country got canceled so this whole episode is just basically king it is frightening it actually is it's king being king and we should probably explain who king is shouldn't we yes Okay, so Kang is actually this guy named Nathaniel Richards, who is from the far future. Um, and he He's from is like a- the year 3000 or something like that. Uh, like the very Jonas Brothers. I was, 
<laughs> you should have given me like two seconds because I was I was gonna say so not much has changed, but they live underwater. <laughs> no, but he, he lives in a lab. His name is Nathaniel Richards, and they say that he actually is like the descendant of the worst comic book character ever, Reed Richards. That explains everything, doesn't it? Because I feel like, except for the fact that Reed Richards has three good people around him, Reed would be a supervillain. That was bold. But anyway, so there are a bajillion versions of Kang that is legitimate measurement of numbers. Running yes. through the, running up and down the timeline. Kang is a fool. He's a time traveler and a fool. He has gone to ancient Egypt, taken over, and been like, I'm the pharaoh now. He has um gone, <laughs> he's gone to the future acting a fool. He like hops up and down the timeline acting a fool. And so there are a lot of different versions of himself. Um so he one- created time travel. And when he created time travel, he accidentally also created the multiverse which is why he creates the sacred timeline. Cause every time he was up and down this timeline, he was creating different uh, like Nexus events kind of, right? Yeah. Well, but also not exactly because time is like a river. Okay. So when you make a ripple, it makes more ripples, right? Right. So he actually gets to the point in one version of himself um, where he's up the timeline or whatever. And the timekeepers actually like take him in as like a protege they teach him all about like time travel and the timeline or whatever they select him to be to be uh their like protege in the secrets of time and so he get they give him like a vast majority of time to watch over it's like a couple thousand years and they're like okay so you're gonna learn about time travel and you're basically they made the immortus king to like stop himself so he like makes it he fumbles all his own plans so that he can't um fumble himself as Immortus becoming like in charge of time. So what they've done for the Loki show, they actually combine um Immortus Kang with like he who remains the the person who creates the timekeepers. Um yeah. so they've made sure that it, they made it like just him and they do this again the production team they do this really great like sort of animation type thing that kind of reminded me of the movie jingle jangle and it's this really cool thing where he's explaining like i discovered the secret of travel between universes and i met myself and then we all met ourselves and we were all so brilliant and so cool but then one of us we were like i could be the best king so they started a full-on multiversal war and the the king who he who remains essentially he like is like i'm the best so i stopped all the rest of them and i enforced a sacred timeline to keep them from trying to uh come back into the universe and he tells like sylvie and loki he's like hey without me the universe might collapse but really you guys could take over the uh sacred timeline y'all could do that but Here's where we get back to that journey into plagiarism. Did you think I forgot about that, Andrew? Because this is how I tie that up. That is literally the plot of the Adjustment Bureau, which also, funnily enough, stars Matt Damon and Anthony Mackie. That's neither here nor there. But like, so Harry, who's Anthony Mackie, and he's, um, of course, I say this is one of my favorite movies, and I embarrass myself by not remembering Matt Damon's character's name. Um, he tells him, like, really that the chairman's plan is eventually trying to get humanity to a point where they don't have to adjust themselves, like, so that they can um, take over their own adjustment bureau or whatever, like, so that they can be in charge of the plan. And literally, Kang is like, I saw all of this coming. I know what happens up until right now. I want you to 
to take control of the TVA. And he's also like, yeah, I'm crazy. And also, I kind of suck. Yep, and he's basically like, I have chosen you two. You are the only two that can take my job. And they're both like, mm, I don't know about that. But what I love and... about Kang is that the only person he's scared of is himself. He's like, listen, I'm the best version of myself. They're like, that's terrifying. They didn't he say that, but that's what I thought. Of, he's kind of in control of time itself, you know? Like, that's terrifying. No, what's terrifying is that Kang, like, you're the best version of yourself? Mm-hmm, because he also gives him that ultimatum. He says... You can take my job or you can kill me. But if you kill me, like, there's going to be another me that's going to pop up. And I can't promise it'll be good. No, he said it's going to be worse. And then what he said was, I'll end up back here anyway. So, well, first of all, this whole thing takes place in a good solid 30, 40 minutes of the show. This whole conversation was drawn out this long. But, you know, I really was not mad at it because he said so much. Like, he was doing such a good job. And also, he looked really good. Um, So... In the, in the middle of that, the B-plot really is uh, the Time Variance Authority losing faith in Judge Renslayer because sh- they learn that she knows that they're all variants. It ties back to a really, like, throwaway moment in one of the earlier episodes where Mobius picks up a pin in her office and it says, like, Franklin Middle School or something. And he's like, what? Is this from a mission? And she's like, yeah, you know, you're not the only one who goes on cool missions or something like that. It's like some some get out of my business like throwaway line but it's just funny because we're like oh they're friends ha 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 this is before she freaking killed him and then they b52 no b52 is a plane b15 she's like um she's like yeah we know all about your little secret judge and you see that the tva like charged into the middle school and then she's there rummaging through desks and another agent is like b15 you're under arrest blah blah and she's like she's like hold on because you're gonna wait and want to want to see what's about to come around the corner and out comes judge renslayer but it's not her it's a random middle school principal lady it was her before the tva got her it's whoever she was originally but it's really not because this version of of ravana renslayer is ravana renslayer is in name only ravana renslayer is actually a princess from um an alternate reality or not from an alter- from an alternate reality yes but from a different version of like 40th century earth um it's she's from the only kingdom that was not conquered by kang in that time period and kang let them he spared them because he was in love with ravana and she was like no you're first of all you're a peasant and you're also conquering so like you suck and I can't be married to one of the one of the poor. Sorry. Um, so I thought it was strange that Ravana Renslayer was like in the TVA, but when you frame it in this way, doesn't that make so much sense? Yeah, totally. Because I was like, why is she here? And like, this is I was like, this isn't Ravana Renslayer. She's like a princess or something. Like it didn't make sense. And I was like, oh ho ho. And that's when the whole because then when I see her as the judge, that's. Or sorry, as the principal, that's when the whole TVA was like, oh, we're all variants. That's kind of like what brings it all crashing down on Judge Renslayer. But it really doesn't crash down on her completely because she's like, okay, they lost faith in me, whatever. So she goes to her office and she's like, they can't be my ass though. And she just packs up all her stuff. And Mobius is like, we could reform the TVA. We could start from the ground up. And she's like, Mobius, you're an idiot. The only person who's free is the person who holds the power. And he's like, well, where are you going to go? And she's like, to get some power, dummy. So she just leaves. 
and then we're like okay here we are at the end of time what's gonna happen like what how are we gonna go and loki's like Sylvie, we need to listen to him because like i don't know if this is true or not but like just to be safe and she's like i've been waiting <laughs> for this my whole life you think i'm gonna wait and then they start looking really he's sitting there like i don't know if it's right or if it's wrong but i'm not trying to fuck around and find out like exactly i'm and then- not about to fuck around <laughs> they fight and then she's all like i love you loki and then she he's like i love you too and it's weird and they're like well and then she just sends him back to the tva with like one of uh kang's little magic bead time things and, and she was, kisses him that was so nasty and i was really trying to avoid that because i was like you really kissing yourself nasty mm-hmm. so now loki's back at the tva this bitch sylvie's up here at the end of time still and she's sitting just, there looking stupid because she kills kang and then she just sit there and then she just says, now what? Now what, Sylvie? Now what? You oh, we know what. At the end of time. Another version's coming. That's what we know. And then at that, it cuts off. It goes back to Loki, who's in the TVA. He's freaking out. He sees Mobius in this giant library. And B-15. And, he, and they're sitting there. They're in DEFCON 5. And, they, and then they're like, oh, I don't know what he expects us to do. Like, with the, all these timelines diverging. Like, we don't have the manpower, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, my God. Sylvie killed um, He Who Remains. And time is collapsing. And they're like, hey, hey, dude. Um, are you an agent? And he's like, what? Because they've all been reset or something. And then Loki turns his head. And what do we see, Andrew? It is Kang, a, a giant statue. Giant statue of Kang. I was like, oh, oh. Bam, no. it fades to black. That's it. That's it. It's the end of the show. He looks up, sees the statue. Now I'm interested. I'm invested. I want to see what happens. And it cuts out. That's the end of the fucking show. Well, what I heard really was that it was supposed to be 12 episodes in season one. Because I really think this is supposed to be a mini series. I love a good mini or a limited series. I feel like the Loki show was meant to bridge perfectly over into Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. And when they had to stop filming due to COVID, they were like, okay, we're going to split it up into two halves. But I'm like, y'all need to get the second half out asap because i love kang i feel like sylvie just caused the next 10 years of mcu problems by killing he who remains absolutely because now we know i mean we don't know no for sure but we can definitely infer that king the conqueror is coming king the conqueror the one he's here he's here he's destroying everything he's conquering everything so overall what were your feelings about this show i still feel kind of indifferent towards it because i feel like it doesn't really tell a whole story in one season i hate cliffhangers um i was really excited to see kang but i'm not because like i said why i don't know if i've said this on the show before but i'm not interested in seeing a live action young avengers and i know that's what's coming um eventually i don't feel like um the current mcu avengers have enough uh like i don't feel like they got enough weight behind them to be trying to take on kang the only one who could really watch kang is himself like finding out that he was foiling all his own plans as immortus kang and then when kang eventually dies like he's killed by iron lad i actually have that written down too i was like the mcu it, how is dr strange gonna fight the guy who basically controls time right like how First are you of gonna... all, dr strange what you gonna do squint at him and move your hands so the movie's supposed to be i well, i'm assuming i actually don't know entirely but i think it's dr strange and then wanda maximoff or scarlet witch and loki what are what are these guys gonna do against king the conqueror what uh, gibby what not even wanda you my girl wanda can't even step a toe to that man like what are you gonna do I think what, do? what the most interesting thing about Kang is that Kang was giving the Avengers hell for like a long time. And then he gets beat by the young Avengers. That is so funny. Also, Kang literally just let Thanos wipe out half the world, right? Like that's what the smart version of him does. What do you think this evil version is going to do? 
What are y'all going to do against him? Nothing. Thanos was nothing to this man, and he whooped all y'all. <laughs> like, so I think overall, the show was boring overall. But those last few episodes did like pick it up, and then they just left it on a cliffhanger, which is kind of just annoying. I I don't know if it was really good or bad. I'd have to see the other six episodes before I could make a like a distinct uh, judgment yep. on it. I honestly really don't care. <laughs> I am excited to see where it goes. I think they're on to a good track, and I'm excited to see what happens. I'm excited to see what happens as long as there's no more of this show after that. Like, after the next six episodes, like, after they get their 12 or whatever, after season one, well, season two, I guess, there doesn't need to be any more. I think it should just bridge right over into Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, and that should be it. I think that's what's going to happen. No offense to Tom Hiddleston, but I'm not interested in Loki, especially not in in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm not, because I don't trust you um so i'm like okay you want to change cool i will give them credit on the fact that i didn't see loki like if go back to thor one i never thought the character would be elevated to this point you know so i have to give them credit on that only do you mean the tv show or the entire mcu because i feel like that's the one thing i will give josh whedon credit for in the avengers movie i was like all right villain uh i meant like thor one like i it already elevated to being the villain in the avengers but now it's like a whole nother level completely i think they did good on that i will give them credit on that the thing that really upset me about it was that was honestly that we still don't know what her nexus event was what could she have possibly done while she was sitting there playing with her toys i think it was the fact that she was going to be happy in life i I think that's what they were hinting at because you know anytime a loki has the character development to change that's when a nexus event happens and i think this bitch was going to be happy they were like oh no so i yeah overall i'm excited to see what happens with it i think that's where i'm at so i guess that's all for this week's episode of true believers thank you to everyone for listening and thank you for all of your support we'll see you next week on august 11th to talk about the mixed up multiversal masterpiece that is teen titans go versus teen titans which Mm -hmm. i want everyone to know is my first pick on any episode that we've ever done so far. So I'm really excited. Um, We're available on all major streaming platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Deezer. Please continue sharing the podcast with your friends. And if you like the show, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us a lot. And as always, you can find us on Instagram at TrueBelieversPod and on Twitter at TrueBelieversP. And if you'd like to email the show with any feedback, you can do so at OneTrueBelieversPod at gmail.com. Yes, that is the number one, one true believers pod at gmail.com all right thanks guys bye bye